Okay. Here we want to look at the vision of St. Philip Neri. We want to look at what it means to how we can get plugged into St. Philip Neri and what its focus is um, for our life. We're going to look at in the scriptures. If you would turn to Matthew chapter 22 in your Bible. We have two main scriptures that kind of outline, if you would, the um, vision and the mission of St. Philip Neri Parish community. Matthew 22, looking at verse 37, starting there. Yeah, that's a misprint in your paper there. It should be 22. 22. <clears throat> yeah, Matthew 22. Verse 37 39. Jesus said this, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Okay, that's the first passage of scripture in which the vision and the mission will hang on here at St. Philip Mary. The second passage is in Matthew 28, verses 18 and following. And this is when Jesus, of course, is ready to ascend into heaven. And he says this, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. This is the second passage in which the vision and mission of St. Philip Mary rests on. Okay. So let's turn to your notes here. And the first thing is a mission. A mission describes what we're all about. It describes what we do. Okay. So the mission of St. Philip Mary is to love God, love our neighbor, and make disciples. So you can see we combine the two passages of scripture there from Matthew 22 and Matthew 28. To love God, love our neighbor, make disciples. Love God, our highest goal in Christian living, doing all that's needed to fulfill what we were created to do, that is to love God. Love him with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. Love with all our resources, our time, our energy. So you want to help every Christian, every Catholic, St. Philip Mary, to grow into the love of God. Secondly, love neighbor, love our neighbor. We're created to live in love with each other. Jesus' commandment is to love one another as he loved us. And he gave that uh, commandment at the Last Supper in the context of the washing feet and the context of the, of the um, Last of the Eucharist. So loving our neighbor. We're going to help every single Catholic at St. Philip Mary to grow in love of neighbor. And that's essential to their holiness. It's essential to their, our salvation. And lastly, thirdly, make disciples. To teach and enable others to become followers of Jesus, doing all he did and taught. So you want to help every member of St. Philip Mary to help others make disciples. So disciple-making is not just the realm of priests or professional staff or ecclesial lay ministers, as they call them today. It's, it's really the call of each one of us to make disciples. So that's our mission. That's what we do here. Help people love God help people love each other, 
and help people make disciples. So to make disciples, you have to be a disciple, right? All right. So that's what we do. When somebody says, what do you do at St. Philip Mary? There it is. We love God. We grow in love of God. We grow in love of our neighbor. And we make disciples for Jesus. Okay. And that's based on those two passages of Scripture. Matthew 22 and Matthew 28. A vision, number two. A vision describes a picture of the parish in terms of what we are, what we hope it will look like in the future. So it's, it's, like, a, it's like a preferable uh, picture of the future. And so our vision of St. Philip Neri is that the parish become a center of evangelization, a school of prayer, a training ground of holiness, a spirituality of communion, so that we rediscover the power of Pentecost. Okay, so vision then is what we want to see the parish look like as we move into the future. So, what, so let's take a look at the components of that. First, the center of evangelization. The parish attracts people to it by its quality of life in words and deeds to the power of Jesus Christ to change lives. So in other words, what we're saying is we want the parish to be a center of evangelization, in which people are attracted to it, because they see a quality of life amongst the people of St. Philip Mary, by their words and by the deeds that reflects Jesus' power to change hearts, change lives, transform lives. Now, a lot of times we think of evangelization as we go out and we get people, so to speak. And, but what we're saying here is the parish becomes an attracting place. It attracts people because they see something different about the people's lives. That's, that's a little bit different than what we're sometimes used to thinking. Okay. Next, and we'll have some time to talk about this in a few minutes. Next is the school of prayer. That's the next component. People fall in love with Jesus as they grow in worshiping the Lord and in prayer. So that's prayer in a sense of corporate prayer together and also private personal prayer. But here's the key thing. We want to help people of St. Philip Mary grow in prayer because if they don't, they won't be able to fall in love with Jesus. They really won't be able to become worshipers of him. Okay, so, so that's really important that we help them and that we help do them do that. So one of the per- vision of the parish is that we the parish becomes a school of prayer. Okay, in other words, we people learn. That's what schools do. They teach, right? So we learn how to worship. We learn how to pray. So we can fall in love with Jesus. Thirdly, training ground of holiness. Holiness is something that we're all called to. It isn't just for priests or for you know um, you know nuns or something. It's everybody's called to holiness. People cultivate holiness in their life through a renewal of the mind, according to sacred scripture in light of Christian tradition. So a key understanding for us is the parish is to be a place where people can grow in holiness. So it's a training ground. If you would, it's kind of like, um, it's like, it's like going to uh, an army camp and being trained in skills that will help you, you know, to be able to do well in the army. Well, that's what the parish does. It trains people how to grow in holiness, how to have a renewal of the mind and in the center of that, for us, is the sacred scriptures, as understood in the light of Christian tradition. Okay, so we're not really simply interpreting scripture on our own, um, uh, you might say, uh, abilities. We're saying we're understanding scripture in the light of how Christians have understood it <coughs> in the last 2,000 years. Okay, next, the parish is to be a spirituality of communion. 
The word for community here does not mean Eucharist, although certainly it flows out of that. But it's people cultivate fellowship, so they help each other to work out their salvation. So in other words, we want the parish to be a place where people um, cultivate uh, relationships with each other in which they share their life, share their faith. So they grow in fellowship, they grow in communion with each other, so that they can help each other work out their salvation. That is really important because we can't do it alone. We need each other to do that. As a spirituality, in other words, fellowship with each other, <coughs> sharing life with each other and sharing faith with each other is a spirituality. It's a spirituality like we say, oh, the Benedictines have a spirituality, the Franciscans have a spirituality. Well, the spirituality of the parish is what uh, Pope Benedict XVI called communio, which means fellowship with each other, sharing life and sharing faith. So the parish has a spirituality. It's called fellowship or communio. And of course, that flows from the Eucharist. As, um, as Pat was just indicating in the last teaching um, there, that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost leads to fraternal charity. We see that from Acts 2, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit there at the beginning of that, of that chapter. At the very end of the chapter, what do you see them doing? Listening to the apostles' instruction. They, get, they break bread together. They're having meals together. They're praising God together. They're sharing resources with each other. They grow, so you can see the fellowship, right? The communion. All right, and, and lastly, what's the purpose of all that? Why be a center of evangelization? Why be a school of prayer? Why be a training grant of holiness? Why be a spirituality communion? So we can rediscover the power of Pentecost. The parish rediscovers the dynamism and the vibrancy of the book of Acts in the 21st century. So when we read the book of Acts, we should be able to say, hey, we're not just reading the book of Acts 2,000 years ago. We're reading the book of Acts as it's lived out in the parish community of St. Philip Mary. So we're saying we, we want the book of Acts lived out right here. So we want a 21st century version of the book of Acts in St. Philip Mary. Okay. There was a, a, a Christian magazine years ago put out by the Episcopals, um, Episcopal Charismatics. It was called Acts 29. Well, if you read the book of Acts, there is no 29 chapter. It ends at 28. Their point was that the book of Acts was to continue in the life of the church today. So we want a 21st century parish that is the book of Acts. So that means we'll have, what we read, what happens in the book of Acts, we can say we, we see those stories happening today in St. Philip Mary Parish. Okay, so that's a vision. It's a preferable future. Okay. So, so it's not pie in the sky. What's the strategy to accomplish this? Okay, what's the strategy? We accomplish the vision through living out in a balanced way the five purposes of Christian living. Here's the five purposes. Worship. Every Catholic is called to worship. Secondly, discipleship. That's having that renewal of the mind, growing in holiness. Every Catholic is called into discipleship to be a follower of Jesus. Fellowship. Every Catholic is called into a relationship of sharing life and faith with other Christians. No Lone Ranger Christians. They get picked off. Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Okay. <laughs> All right? There was two there. <laughs> so, so, and the, the whole sense of coming to church on Sunday and just saying my prayers and, and going back and living my life 
without any contact with Christians and shared life and faith is abnormal to the life of a parish community. You can, we cannot receive the Eucharist and walk away from each other. Impossible. Impossible. It's, it's an oxymoron in Catholic thinking. Yet it so frequently happens, right? And, and the sad thing is so many Catholics, so many Christians suffer unnecessarily in the life. So many are being targeted by spiritual warfare by the enemy and being picked off and destroyed systematically because they're living an isolated life. We want to correct that because that's not natural to the life of a parish. It's not, it's not biblical. It's not what God designed us to be. Okay, and then next, fourthly, ministry. Every Catholic is called into ministry. Okay, and we'll talk more about that uh, in just a minute. Cause we, um, and it, ministry, by the way, isn't just for professional people. If you're baptized, the Holy Spirit is giving you gifts. He's created a shape about you. We'll talk about shape uh, a little bit tonight, but later on down the road. And, uh, and you, we each have a unique shape that is called to serve the Lord in His church. And lastly, evangelization. Everyone's called to a mission. We're made for a mission in sharing Christ in whatever our vocation is. And we'll have a particular way we'll work that out here. Um, there is individual ways, of course, as we live our lives, but we'll talk about a way that we do that here in the parish. Okay, so that's the strategy. We're going to, and we'll continue with, there's more about the strategy to submit, but right now we want to help every Christian, every Catholic, cultivate <coughs> those five purposes in their life, help them to grow in those five purposes. And that will create a balanced, healthy Christian life. It also will create a healthy, balanced parish life as well. Okay? Let's move, continue with the strategy then. Through, going through what's called the Catholic Life Development Seminars, which is what you're in now, tonight, a person gives, gains an understanding and develops a commitment to each of the purposes, each of those five purposes. The seminars are, and this is what you're in tonight, class 101 is plan for God's family. We've been looking at last week and this week. So to be part of God's family, the, the things that we need to look at, like last week we talked about through the sacrament of baptism, we're called to make a commitment to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Tonight we heard that being part of God's family means to experience the grace of Pentecost in our life, which is a renewal of the grace of confirmation. And then um, we're also uh, said that we're called to fraternal charity with each other. Okay, so that's class 201 is what we're going to be given that. Uh, that'll be in October. We'll be created to be like Christ. God has purposed that each of us be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. How do we do that? We'll, we'll look at those classes next month to talk about how we do that. Thirdly, class 301 is shape for ministry. As I mentioned, each of us have a shape, and that word shape is an acronym, uh, which uh, we'll look at in just a minute. But there's a class of two sessions which will talk about how you can determine your shape. And then we'll have what's called a shape interview, which we'll talk about that later on as well. And class 401, made for mission. Each of us are called into mission to share Christ through our vocations. But then we have what we'll call, look at just a minute called a peace plan, which we'll look at. Okay, so that's so the strategy is to have every Catholic go through these seminars so they can gain an understanding of the purposes. Next, the strategy is join to a small group. It's the place where people become known and can grow through developing a spiritual health plan that will chart a course to grow in each of the five purposes. So we want to see every Catholic be connected to a small group. 
But as they get connected to the small group, and those are already in the small group, we're going to teach the, particularly the leaders of the group how to develop what's called a spiritual health plan to help a person in your group grow in each of those five purposes. And we'll teach you how, think of the, um, think of the analogy of a, a person, a baby crawling and then walking because they get older and then they start running. So like in the area of worship, for example, a person may be crawling in the area of worship. How do we help develop a plan where they can go from crawling to walking to running? So each person in a small group will, uh, will have a plan to help them do that, and it will be responsible with the growth group leader to help them do that. And then we'll be, uh, Pat and I will be working with the growth group leaders to help you guys do that, because we'll be doing that with you in each of the five areas, the five purposes. So think for a moment. The five purposes create healthy, balanced Christian living. So we want to help each person develop a plan to grow in each of those five purposes so they can have a healthy, balanced Christian life. And that will make into a healthy, balanced parish life as well. Okay, next is through shape. Remember, this is all the strategy to make the vision take place. Okay, So shape, a person discovers, and this is where the acronym comes in, so think of shape as an acronym, S is for spiritual gifts. We will help people discover their spiritual gifts. Next, affirms their heart. H is for heart passions and interests. In other words, you have certain passions that just get you up and going in life. Okay, That's, that's not like accident. God has placed that there in your life. We want to help you get in touch with that and, and discern that. Because that's part of God's voice in your life. Okay. Thirdly, the letter A esteems their abilities and talents. Everybody has abilities and talents here. We want to help you look at those abilities and talents and so that you can utilize them for the service of the Lord because he's placed them in your life as his gifts to you so they can be used for his glory. Next is the word P, values their personality. So every person here has a personality. Okay. And that personality is unique and is a gift. So by honoring that personality and understanding it, that's part of understanding your shape. And lastly, um, and reflects on their natural and spiritual experiences in order to understand how God has uniquely made them so they can serve the parish. So in other words, everyone here has natural experiences. You have spiritual experiences. We want to help you look at those natural and spiritual experiences. So that will help... You put all that together now. Your spiritual gifts, your heart passions, your abilities, your personality, your natural and spiritual experiences, and we come up with what's called a shape of you that is uniquely God-given and has God's hand written all over it and will help you understand where you are to be placed in the body of Christ and serve his people. Now, um, Class 301 will help us begin to look at that but there will be a shape interview with Pat and then myself, because we'll split it up here uh, with those who want to go through that, in which we then help look at your shape. We'll put the profile together and see where, um, look at the needs of the parish and see where the two match. Chances are that if we don't have anything in the parish that matches your shape, probably the Lord is calling for something new out of your life for the parish community. All right, and then, so that's part of the strategy. And then lastly, we develop what's called the peace plan, which is the working out of the mission at, at uh, Class 401 of the parish, so each person can engage. Now, now, 
in your own life, you and I are called to share Christ. And we'll talk in class for a one, how do we do that, you know. But each of us can become part of what's called the peace plan. A peace is an acronym. P is the word promote the gospel of Jesus. There are ways that we can do that as a parish community. Promote the gospel. E, educate the illiterate. One of the great, uh, you might say, um, giants of our day is, is illiteracy still, you know. And teaching people how to be educated can go a long way in solving issues of crime. So when we look at how as a parish community we can do that and enlist and, and people in that effort to educate the illiterate. A, assist the poor. Poverty is a major, major obstacle in culture today, but in, across the world. And again, po- poverty breeds disease. It breeds spiritual uh, disease. It breeds crime, etc. So, um, of course, we do a lot of that here at St. Philip Mary, but also beyond St. Philip Mary. How can we do that in other sections of both the country and the world? And through all this, we want to make disciples of Jesus, remember? Okay, and C, caring for the sick. Um, caring for the sick is both natural and supernatural. So caring for the sick is looking at ways that we can care for the sick in our midst, but also the sick in our larger community, but also things like involved with um, health education, things like uh, taking care of ourselves. You know, a lot of people aren't always necessarily aware of how to do all those things. So finding ways to educate and inform people in that is a critical way of caring for people, but also supernaturally, through praying supernaturally for healing in people's lives is also how we care for the sick. And also the last one is E, equipped for servant leadership. One of the great uh, giants of our day that are um, opposed to servant leadership is egocentric leadership found in places like Enron. If you remember it, the great um, company there that just completely stole the life out of people, you know. Um, And we see a lot of egocentric leadership today. But what we're talking about is equipping and forming leaders who are servant leaders. We think the parish community is a place where servant leaders ought to be raised up, you know, uh, and, and go into all areas, business, working with children, you know, in politics and so on, but looking to form servant leaders and families and so on. So, so the peace plan then is something that we will engage the whole parish on in. Again, that's part of the mission of the parish. And it's a practical way by which we're able to share Jesus in each of the areas I mentioned as the peace plan. Okay, lastly, summarizing then, the mission and the vision are fulfilled when each person lives out the strategy to accomplish it. So what I just share with you is the strategy, how we're going to get it done, okay? As, um, as each live out the purposes in a balanced way, then the parish and the individual Catholic is able to flourish and uh, should be bare fruit for the kingdom of God. Okay, and you can see the diagram at the, uh, where we are tonight is planned for God's family. Where we want to progress around is created to be like Christ. So there'll be class 201 and shaped for ministry, class 301, and lastly, made for mission. It's 401. When we do, when we start living out all the purposes, then we are worshiping the Lord. We're made for God's pleasure. When we live, when we live out all the purposes, we're, we are worshiping him with our whole life. See, worship is more than just singing songs or liturgy. It's living for him with our whole life. And when we're living the purposes, then we're... We are made for his pleasure and fulfilling his pleasure. 
Okay, so that's the mission, the vision of St. Philip Mary. That's the strategy, how we're going to accomplish that. Okay. All right. So let me stop here.